Holly G with the Golf Insiders with one of our favorite guests. She is an LPGA Hall of Fame teacher, past LPGA National Teacher of the Year. She's now in a very elite group of four of the LPGA's all-time best teachers. Golf Digest Top 50 Women Instructors in America. Her resume goes on and on. We don't have all that time, but it's always a pleasure to have Kay McMahon on the Golf Insiders. Hi, Kay. Thank you for having me. You always make me smile with that introduction. You're very sweet. <laughs> well, my goodness. Uh, there's so many bullet points in your resumes, in your resume, and uh, you're just one of, one of the best in our business. And so, Kay, today I want to talk about putting. You always talk about um, whatever's going on your, in your putter carries through in your swing all the way to your driver. Uh, share with my listeners what you mean about that. Well, we always say that the golf swing is the same from the putter to the driver. Nothing really ever changes. It just either gets littler or bigger. Um, but everything is about the moment of impact. So if you think about your putter, uh, you can also then say that the same thing is really happening with your driver. So if you see the face opening and closing, it's probably doing the same thing with your driver. Um, so a very good mentor of mine and one of the founders of the LPGA, Shirley Spork, used to say, somebody come along and they'd say, I want you to look at my driver. And she'd say, I don't have time. Let me look at your putter. And she could fix her driver by looking at their putting stroke. So it's it's the same, just a little bit minor or major, more major, but it's all about well, speaking of majors, uh, the PGA Championship did not disappoint. The majors never do. So many storylines. A traffic jam on Sunday late at TPC Harding Park. At one point, it looked like, hey, we were going to have seven, possibly nine players that could be in a playoff. It was so exciting. And we know in the end it boils down to putting. What were some of the things that uh, stood out for you on Sunday? Well, on Sunday, you're right. It was a, it was a traffic jam. It was it was amazing to watch because you didn't know who was going to come out on top. And if you really look at all the top players, it you know they're all striking the ball so much better because of us teachers and technology, et cetera. But it comes down to really who's who's going to be the best putter of the day. And uh, I, I know you want to talk a little bit about Sunday, um, but what's interesting was um, some of the putts that were missed were two or three foot lip outs. And then you've got Bryson, who on Saturday made a 95 foot putt, which is just hello, up and over the hill and around. I know. <laughs> Even he was surprised. So it's fascinating um, about the putting stroke. And then when you watch them on TV, you see all kinds of. Um, not necessarily different stances, but all kinds of different types of grips that are now being used. Oh, my um, goodness. You know, yes, you can't right. even keep track of them. No, they, and they name them all kinds of different things. And, you know, I always say to people, they say, well, which one's the best? I'm going, the one that works is the best. Um, meaning, it's really, there's a lot of personal preference in that, and it's all about how you operate the putter, you know, to keep the club face not only square to the, the target line, but you keep the ball rolling better. So there's going to be a lot of different preferences. So I always tell people to try some different grips, even sometimes some different types of stances to see which one you can actually 
um, get the best results. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen some of the players have to adjust from the long putters. Uh, Adam Scott is one that you know comes to mind. Um, tell me what you thought about Colin Morikawa. I mean, what what a standout star. Um, yes, you know, he hit that amazing shot on 16, that incredible drive. But at the end of the day, you got to make those putts. And he drilled that eagle putt in. And, you know, at that point, it looked like he, he sealed the tournament. Well, you're absolutely right, because there were so many at the top. But the, uh, the drive just took, at that point in time, on Sunday on the 16th hole, and to hit this drive, and he hits it within – you know, on a dime that bounces up on the green. He's got about a six-foot putt, but you still have to make the putt. And he just nailed the putt right in center, and he looked so calm through the whole thing, and uh, it really gave him the win, um, which I'm sure for the first time, I mean, he's from Southern Cal, and he just was in, you know, college, what, 12 months ago or a year ago, and to be winning the PGA Championship. But the, the, the bad thing for him, I bad, I guess, was there was no gallery, there was no cheers, there was no big, you know, hoopla and stuff like that. But he, he is poised. I think he is going to be the next superstar uh, coming out and the, the next generation of, of superstars, really. So one of the things that, you know, we saw a lot of, and uh, I think you see more of it in majors, uh, certainly nerves, certainly tension. I think, uh, you know, commentators talk about it a lot you know, uh, lip outs, right? When you, uh, you know, when a player either decelerates or, you know, doesn't hit it, it hits it a little bit too firm. And, and yet, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, you take lip outs as momentum. Can you, you know, break down for my listeners, you know, how, how you interpret that and, and um, you know, not have your whole round go south. <laughs> out of uh, frustration well you're right about the lip outs um generally when you see that you know you're as the, as the putter as, as the golfer you're seeing that ball go in the hole and it goes in halfway and then rolls out and come back almost comes back at you it's a big old horseshoe is what it looks like and you're, you're you think you've made it and then you don't so your emotions in, in a split second go up and then way down because now you've just got this little, you just missed this four footer or whatever it was. Um, I talk about it too as, as um, how the technique of, of you, when you have a lip out, you probably had a little spin, a uh, side spin on the ball. And so you're not keeping the, the face of the putter not only square to your line, but also per, as perpendicular for as long as you can to the ground. Uh, so if the putter opens or closes or comes up just a little bit, that side spin happens, and that's what causes the lip outs. Um, if you can keep the putter face a little square or uh, per perpendicular, I'll say, to the ground, there won't be as much side spin, and the ball will actually then go in the side of the cup as opposed to the lip out coming back at you. But there were several this weekend or, or the PGA Championship but the greens they're putting on, too, are way faster than the average players playing out here. So you saw a few more lip outs with them. But their emotions go, you can see that their emotions go way up and down with the lip outs. Yeah, so, uh, you know, something that players do such a good job of, you know, well, ultimately, the, the winner keeps his game under, you know, 
his game as well as his mental <laughs> psyche under under control. Um, let's let's talk about distance control. Speaking of Bryson, you know we saw a bunch of long putts, uh, largely because some of the best positions for these players was the middle of the green. You know, uh, I think one thing amateurs we we are guilty of is always going for the pin, and you know that's not always the best, uh, you know, course management. Many times you see these players, you know, going for the best place on the green, and then you know being able to execute the putt from there. Well, you're absolutely right, especially on the last day because uh, the PGA Championship, the pin placements were all what we would call sucker pins. They're all tucked behind uh, a bunker or with very little green on one side or a big bunker on one side. And so you saw many of them going for the center of the greens, and these greens are very huge. Going right to what Bryson, a 95-foot putt is a long, long putt. But they just want to get it on the green. You've heard the announcers say that often. If he could just get this on the green, he's going to be lucky. He's going to be that, that would be a good shot. Um, and then, right. So going to your point though about distance control, even now one of the announcers, um, somebody had about a ten foot putt and blew it about six feet past, and they had worked so hard on the line, uh, he and he and his caddy, that the announcer even said, "Oh, he forgot about the distance, the speed control, and blew it six feet past." So. We can always talk about the line. Um, some of those putts that they had, you know, they broke two, three, four feet. But it's still, even though you have the line and you have to consider the break, you really have to consider that probably 95% of every putt is about distance control. And that's what they all did so well. Sometimes they were 50, 60 feet away, and they came within two to three feet of the, of the cup, um, which makes for a much easier second putt. I often hear the, the my, my students come to me and say, my, my second putt is just, I always have trouble with my second putt. I said, your second putt isn't your problem. Your, your problem is your first putt isn't close enough. Your, your second putt is too long. You know, right. If, the five, <laughs> right. if you're five feet away, you've got a 50-50 chance at best. So if anything, if, if somebody really wants to improve their game, I always say that one good putt, especially the first putt, can make up for a lot of sins on the golf course um, to practice your putting. But distance control and speed is, is everything, definitely. You know, I want to make one other comment about lip-outs is if anybody watched the USGA um, Women's Open, um, it was a very sad tale of the 38th hole that they were playing the, the, for their match play, and there was a lip-out that she made on a four-footer to lose the match, to lose the whole championship. So you could just see her whole heart sank on that, and that was the end. Yeah, so. a tough way to lose a tournament at the, the, the U.S. Uh, women's amateur, correct? Correct. Yes. Correct. It was going on at the same time the PGA Championship. There, so there was a lot of golf going on this weekend. Oh, there sure was, and to have it in prime time, uh, you know, on the oh. East Coast is, is certainly a, a bonus for golf fans. So, Kay, what are some uh, putting practice uh, tips that you can share. I mean, what what are some of the best little uh, tools? We know that uh, most golfers are guilty of going to the practice range and you know just banging the driver, and yet we know it's all about 
putting for dough. Scoring is all about the putting. What are some, you know, little good practice tips you can give my listeners? Well, I think one of them is that when people go to practice, especially in putting, they just they just try to make make the putt on the putting green. But you need to have when you have a, when you do a practice session is to have a purpose for your practice session. And by that I mean this is that let's say I just want to work on my technique. Well, I may, my technique, I mean, I just may want to operate how the how the club works. So I may not aim at anything. I may just practice, uh, what's the putter doing? I'm going to watch what the putter's doing. So that would be a purpose. If I want to work on distance control, I may work on what I call fringe benefits, meaning I might do a drill that instead of aiming at a hole, I'm just going to stand maybe five feet away from the fringe, then 10 feet, then 15, and just see how close I can get it to the fringe. That way it takes... The, um, the aiming out so much, so to speak. Um, the third thing that I can say that I uh, have a lot of my students do it to gain confidence is they t- have 10 balls from three feet away and see how many you can make. Then you go to four feet and you do the same thing and then you go to five feet. But the thing that's important is I tell them that you're going to keep a log every day of how many you make out of each of those 10. 10 at three feet, 10 at four feet, and 10 at five feet. And pretty soon you realize that at about five feet, you're making maybe seven out of ten. So your confidence says, okay, I'm going to miss a few, but my if I'm over 50%, my confidence really goes up. And that has helped an awful lot of people to actually be able to putt better because we tend to focus on the ones we always miss as opposed to saying, how many did I make? Very, so, very <laughs> good point. We've got we to gotta build on those little victories, right? Exactly, exactly. So you want to know how many you make rather than focusing on the one that you missed, the one that got away. (laughs) Yes, and, you know, I think it's interesting. You hear a lot of the players talk about that very point, that they learn more from their mistakes, and, you know, that's what takes them to the next level uh, than, um, you know, the the things they do right because in the end it's really it's all about managing your game in those, you know, in those moments, and Colin Morikawa, uh, what a bright future ahead for him. Uh, I can't wait to see him play more. I mean, it's just, it's awesome to see. I mean, he's a little guy, and he's at far, and just, you know, it's, it, we say it's about managing your game, but it's really about managing your emotions when you're there. Managing your that brain, pressure. that big stuff <laughs> up top, right, Kay? <laughs> That's exactly right. That's why we do part of our webinars, our, we call it Train Your Brain. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell, so where, where can our my listeners uh, find out more about your webinars? Because you've been doing some great things online during the pandemic. And um, I know you've got some, you've got a rules uh, workshop coming up. Where uh, can they go sign up? They can sign up at educationgolf.com, but it's spelled E-D-U-K-A-Y-T-I-O-N golf.com. And yes, we've got the webinars have been very successful and uh, people have been really, the testimonials we get from just doing webinars um, has been absolute, people are really trending in the right direction. So we're very excited about them. We're going to continue them all fall and then throughout the winter time. And Golfers are made in the off season. That's right. And um, right now, uh, you know, pretty easy to practice your putting, whether it's uh, inside at home, uh, as some of us are still... Uh, somewhat sheltered in here in Florida but 
always, always easy to go find a practice screen. And um, Kay, as always, we thank you so much for all of your great tips. Kay well, McMahon, thank everyone. Me. Thank you. Bye-bye.